we're taking no commercial uh, breaks today uh, on this show. We're going to go straight in. So let's get ready to transition into our uh, next sport, NBA. Now, if anyone's got a chance to watch any of the NBA games uh, that have been uh, kicking off uh, their return, basically, uh, from being shut down from the pandemic back in March, as a lot of sports have been, I got to tell you, the highlight of the week, in my opinion, was that Lakers-Clippers game. That was something right there in itself. And I feel like uh, that game right there, I know a lot of people will look at a guy like uh, LeBron James or whatever, Anthony Davis, I mean, like, uh, starting to slow down, uh, down the stretch. I mean, in that, in that era. But I, I tell you, I mean, I'm expecting a lot of teams, a lot of players be rusty at this point. I think it's still a little unfair. I know LeBron James, he had about 16 points in his first game back. I mean, since uh, the return of the pandemic, they're without Avery Bradley right now who decided to opt out of the season. Then you also got Rajon Rondo right now who's going to be out for about over two months. I mean, should the Lakers make a deep run, which I expect they will, I mean, you should have them probably back in time either at the conference finals or the NBA finals if they're able to punch it into the NBA finals. I just feel like with this Laker team right now, what they got going on, I mean, they're number one in the West and they're currently still three games back of the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, a lot of people are looking at a guy like LeBron James. I mean, what's going to really take to like uh, win back the MVP that he's won so prestigiously in his career. I mean, LeBron James, who hasn't, who's last won the MVP back in 2013. I mean, in his career, and I want to say he is, yeah, he's a four-time MVP. And Right now, I mean, the window, you got to believe, it is slowly closing on him, to say the least. And opportunities are starting to run a little bit short. Stephen A. Smith goes to say on first take on uh, Friday morning, uh, basically yesterday, he did not like what he saw. That when you got a Clippers team who's also without Lou Williams right now, they did not do enough to impress him. I mean, that they just barely found a way to beat them. I totally disagree. Like I said, the thing is, at the end of the day, these are tough games. No matter how you slice this thing. Everybody, I think, has kind of got like a similar hand dealt to them. Where you're going to see some rust kick in. I'm not sure if I'm willing to panic and think about that just yet. But, I mean, the Lakers right now, they still got a lot to, like, uh, really, like, prove. I think, I mean, if anything, LeBron James getting that clutch basket towards the end of the game where he missed his own shot, rebounds it, still gets the game winner for driving in towards the basket 
that is still LeBron James like. You could go out and tell me all this stuff about how he doesn't want to take the last shot or whatever. I mean, I know he's been more of a distributor in his career while playing the point guard. But at the end of the day, he came through. They evened up the series against the Clippers. That was a statement game they needed to have because I think they are up as many as 13 points in that game. The only thing I felt that was really hurting the Lakers in that return was their three-point shot selections. I felt that was just the only thing. They were asking to lose that game so bad in that contest. They shot 11 for 36, about 31%, while the Clippers had better percentage, 16 of 36, for over 44%. That right there, I mean, you just got to learn to, like, I mean, the thing is, a team like the Clippers, they ain't going to be afraid to be throwing bodies on them. And at the end of the day, too, when we really look at it, it's, uh, that's, uh, you got you to, gotta, like, win games that way. I think, if anything, on that team, when you look at guys like a JaVale McGee right there, who came up uh, nicely in some areas, he had six points. But the thing I liked about the Lakers in that win, their bench outscored the Clippers by four points, 35-31. And uh, that's where I look at it. I mean, when I see a team here who is, I mean, LeBron James, who was a little adamant about playing Harley without any fans in presence, doing virtual fans. Uh, <laughs> what can I say? Now you got virtual fans. Speaking of which, the NBA has teamed up with uh, Microsoft right now. And they got a thing called Microsoft uh, Teams. And where season ticket holders earn fans, they could go online to their team's uh, websites, fill out a form, and they could be uh, on TV sitting around the court or behind the benches of their teams during the games. And they can still find a way to kind of be in the game, even though it's no live crowd, but you're getting a live virtual feel which is what I like and you see like the differences right here versus like other like uh, leagues and stuff who are doing that I mean you got like a, I mean with baseball I mean there are some teams electing to do cardboard cutout fans and to my knowledge you got the Chicago White Sox who about a week ago which I believe they're still doing they're doing cardboard cutout fans and they're using it to donate monies for charities right there. And that's one of the biggest things they are doing. They, at the end of the day, are finding a way to get, think outside the box. I still get fascinated by the way how they're doing like uh, sound effects to replace the presence of fans. But Microsoft, I, I like this idea. And here's some more of the cool features on this. This is reported by Sporting News. I mean, through Microsoft Teams. And in order to be considered, they can sign up for individual team sites. 
Pacers and Pelicans right now have forms on their sites. And our teams like the Celtics are reaching out to season ticket holders and friends and families of players as uh, we look at it right now. And uh, basically what they can do in this uh, scenario too, you got obviously have a computer or a similar device, maybe like a tablet to be running Microsoft Teams. You gotta sign in th about a half hour before tip off. And one of the rules that fans must follow in this virtual fan experience through Microsoft Teams, uh, through the NBA's acknowledgement and authorization form, which include but are not limited to, no more than one piece, one more, no more than one person in a virtual seat. No offensive behavior or language, and no signs or inappropriate messaging. That's how it's going to be laid out. So there you have it. You cannot like be decided to like uh, share a seat with someone or decide to just do whatever and just think you could sneak one of your buddies or your friends on there. That's not how it's going to work. I mean, they still treat it like it's like, you know, you can't be doing obscenities in live action games in person in general. But I like the fact that either way, you still give a presence uh, feel. And how they're doing this in Orlando with um, multiple testing right now. The only question that's going to remain is how do you keep guys in the bubble environment? If they stay in the bubble, you're going to increase your chances of finishing this season. Not, not a guarantee. But I like the route that they are going during this time. I mean, and that is a big uh, plus right there. I mean, when we think about everything that is uh, happening at this uh, point in time, what they're trying to do is try and finish seasons Try and keep fans in the game somehow. And, and see what they do going forward. As far as the creativity. Trying to involve people in the game. So that, that that's what I would do at this uh, point. And uh, my, my thing is we'll, we'll see how this continues to work out. But anyway, I got to tell you, one team who looked uh, pretty good yesterday, but the only thing is defensively, as everyone is aware right now, I'm talking about none other than the Houston Rockets last night, who won uh, last night by about four points in their uh, game back. It was uh, Dallas Mavericks. Still had a phenomenal uh, shooting performance by James Harden, picking up where he left off. At this point. And when we look at what he did. I mean uh, yesterday. When the Rockets defeated the Mavericks. In overtime. You got James Harden who uh, scored 49 points. 3 for 9 from the 3 point land. 
Then, of course, we have Russell Westbrook with 31 points. How much do you guys feel like are the Houston Rockets still a threat to LeBron James and the Lakers, possibly the Clippers or the Nuggets? How much uh, do you feel like right now they got a legitimate shot? Yeah, if you guys uh, wish to follow the show on deck or me and my co-host, uh, Reese the Ruler, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Richie at OnDeckCSR. You can also follow my uh, co-host, Reese the Ruler, on social media. You can follow him At Kimo uh, Sabi right there, which is one of his pages, and he hosts a show throughout the week. We call Wednesday. So make sure to check him out, show him some love right there as we uh, continue to look around everything in these point in times with everything returning. We are going to quick uh, take a big commercial break, real quick. We're right back, listen on deck. Only on CSR. 